What's up, everybody? Thank you for jumping on to All Steelers Talk. Steelers to go highlight. I'm Noah Strackbine. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today I am joined by the incredible Nick Fairbaugh. Find him at Pittsburgh Sports Now, the Locked on Pit podcast. I believe the ACC Network, Colin Pitt Games. The dude does it all. And today we're going to bring his talents for college football to the NFL like he does pretty much every day. Nick, how you doing, my friend? Doing very well, Noah. Thanks for uh, the great introduction and inviting me on the show. It's always a pleasure to be on here, my guy. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'm excited. I saw you tweet out uh, maybe a week ago now as the college co- uh, conference le- realignment excuse me, started to happen. Do you have a theory for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, for those of you who don't know, USC and UCLA have reportedly or, or maybe they have confirmed already – Join the Big Ten. Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. A lot more changes could be happening in college football. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a tendency to travel pretty much as far as Texas, as you've you've said before. Let me hear your theory on how the college realignment now impacts the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, well, listen, USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten that's going to give you more Midwestern games for both of those teams, right? You're going to get that Western talent coming now to Columbus and New Jersey. If they play Rutgers or Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, these are all schools pit draft. uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers draft a ton from right. Michigan, Michigan state, Ohio state, Penn state, all these schools that pit that the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going pit here. I keep saying pit because I talk about pit so much, but the Steelers, you know, do that a lot, right? They, talk to these schools a lot and they know these schools a lot so if you get those teams coming into the midwest essentially two hours from the steelers or three hours or four hours they're going to have more exposure to them right they're going to have more exposures to ucla players usc players now texas and ou they already have kind of built in things there they'll draft guys from texas oklahoma but the sec they go down there a lot so again more exposure to those players but where this can really break up is those other teams in the Pac-12, now the Pac-10, let's say, you know, there's been a lot of talk about them maybe merging with the ACC or joining the Big 12. What if what happens with Oregon and Washington, right? If Oregon and Washington join the Big 10 at that point, then those teams are starting to come over. The Steelers have drafted three players from the Pac-12 since 2015. There's a lot of factors in that. Obviously, I don't think the Pac-12 has been a great league for talent recently, but also they just don't travel out West really a lot. They don't go to pro days out there a ton. They don't put a ton of infrastructure behind that. They I mean, they didn't even go to Juju Smith-Schuster's pro day. They drafted Juju Smith-Schuster because he was the BPA there. It wasn't like he even knew that was coming. So, like, you look at that, and the West Coast infrastructure scouting-wise for the Steelers has not really been there a lot. They don't draft a ton of guys from that arena, especially over the past seven years. Now, before that, you can look at guys like David DeCastro, obviously the biggest player in recent week, in recent years and under Kevin Colbert from that area is going to be Troy Palomalu, who is from USC. But it, since 2015, they haven't done a ton of that. Now, maybe it's a different one under Omar Khan, but conference realignment is going to give these Western schools more trips to the Midwest, the East Coast, the South, all these different things. And if the Big 12 or the ACC also wraps these up, 
you're going to see a continental type of system where the West Coast isn't going to be completely barren from, say, coming to the East Coast. And so you're going to have more opportunities to scout these guys in person, talk to them, know them, and do that. And I think that's going to be important for the Steelers as we move forward. Maybe they're more willing to take a chance on a guy from Oregon or a guy from USC or UCLA or Stanford, one of these schools, because they can see them more readily in their backyard. Yeah, I 100% agree with that one. And you, you got to think a school like Oregon, who plays such a different style of football than the Pittsburgh Steelers. USC, obviously. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster was a, a true-blooded Steeler at wide receiver. We saw that. But there are a lot of guys that aren't that go to these schools. I mean, Caleb Williams would literally redefine who the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Let me toss out a name here. How much more likely is it now that Jordan Addison ends up in Pittsburgh after this pat this upcoming season? Yeah, well, I don't know how much likelier it becomes just because Addison's kind of the exception to the rule, I think you would think there, because yeah. he has been in Pittsburgh for two years. They know Jordan Addison. They've seen Jordan Addison. <laughs> they probably know Jordan Addison right now better than any other team knows Jordan Addison right now. So does sure. it help? Sure. They'll be able to go watch Jordan Addison I mean, listen, they're not going to be in the Big Ten right away. That's going to take a bit of time. They're not going to join the Big Ten until 2020. Oh, true. Very true. So, Very you true. know, Jordan Addison specifically isn't going to be affected by this. Now, Steelers want Jordan Addison. They'll go get Jordan Addison. They know Jordan Addison. So, obviously, I know Steelers fans would love that. Re- reuniting Kenny Pickett with Jordan Addison would be huge. And how dynamic that connection was here at Pitt. But, but you know, the Steelers have seen Jordan Addison all the time. They'll see him at the combine next year. They know Jordan Addison. So he's an exception to the rule. If we're talking West Coast players, uh, that's the type of guy. I think also a guy like Caleb Williams. If we're talking quarterbacks, right? Let's say that the top three quarterbacks last year had been from Oregon, Washington, and USC. The Steelers would have drafted one of those guys if they had been there 20, and maybe there wasn't a comparable fourth or fifth. That's different. It just didn't work out that way last year, right? The top quarterbacks were from Pitt, Liberty. You know, Carson Strong was in that equation but yeah, out of Nevada, but that really yeah. wasn't a big thing. Um, so you, you look at where the top quarterbacks were from this past year, Ole Miss, uh, Cincinnati, like very close to Pittsburgh. Yeah, very true. What you would You might know better than a lot of people, different style of football ball out on the west coast how would what kind of players do you think the Steelers like what what is the change between big big 10 teams that the Steelers usually look for SEC teams and Pac-12 teams that will now make their way over here yeah well now you get those guys I think because the Pac-12 I think has primarily been viewed as five of five if you go to those power five conferences It's been a weak conference, man. There hasn't really been that strength coming out of the Pac-12 in recent years. Um, So that has been the issue right there. So is the talent really as rich out there, out west, as it is, say, in the SEC, where you have Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and all these other schools, or in the Big Ten, where you have the Penn States and the Ohio States, where you know Michigan, where you know there are a ton of ties for the Steelers in those arenas right even in the ACC they have pit they definitely know guys in Virginia that's literally where Mike Tomlin grew up and became who he is right Uh, so the ACC has Clemson as well and they have good talent Miami and Florida State even though they might not be the primary you know 
they aren't the old Florida State and Miami, right? But they're still good programs that yeah. produce NFL-level talent. So you look at that, and then the Big 12, too, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, you, so there's a ton of other schools that we're talking about here. The Pac-12 just hasn't been that bastion of talent, and there's talent-rich schools very close to Pittsburgh, including in their own backyard, really, with Pitt and Penn State that are very close nearby, that there hasn't been a need to go – to the West Coast. Now they'll go to the West Coast and they'll scout that, but man, even USC in recent years hasn't produced the talent that they have in the past. Now, does that mean they wouldn't have scouted someone like Drake London, who went top 10 in this past year's draft a lot? They definitely would have, but they haven't been producing talent at an Alabama, a Michigan, a Penn State type of level outside of a few outside of a few positions like wide receiver. Um, and they have gone out to USC. And there's a lot of USC players on this roster right now, even that aren't that weren't drafted. Juju was obviously the drafting one, but Chris Steele and Tyler Vaughns are both from there. So they do USC, scout USC, right. and they have a lot of ins, I think, out there in USC. But you don't see a ton of guys from Oregon or Washington, Washington State, Oregon State, you know, Cal, these schools, because the talent just hasn't necessarily been there. I, I, I've never thought about that, but that does make a lot of sense. You look at these teams here on the East Coast or even as far out as, I mean, the Steelers and Wisconsin have a bond, I think, thicker than anything, when, especially on defense, that provides high-quality talent. I guess I never put that together, but that does make sense. 